Open your Bibles, if you would, please, as we do get in the Word of God. Amos chapter 9. Amos chapter 9. One verse we'll bring out. But we'll refer back to this verse also. I kind of put a, a, a title, theme, however you want to put it, harvest time. We were given a prophecy last year that God was going to bring a harvest. I truly believe now, some look at a harvest as only souls, only those that come in from the harvest. That is one aspect of it. But there's a harvest that you've been praying about. You've been praying and seeking God. You've been doing and, and diligently. Get, God says, I'm going to open up the harvest for you. Amen. Not only souls, but the things you've been praying about. God is getting ready to open up and say, the harvest is here for you. It's harvest time, church. Amen. We've entered into it. 2018, God's opened the doors. God's opened everything that he has and says, get ready. I'm going to pour it out. But let's look at verse 13. Verse 13. It says, verse 13, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes, him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow with it. Say harvest time. Harvest time. But let's put it into more than just harvest time, harvest now. Harvest now. This very present, this very time that God's given us, this very present harvest is here. Are you looking for your harvest? Yes. Are you ready for your harvest? Yes. And God says, I'm going to pour it out to you. You may be seated. Something I noticed that um, the president, when President Trump declared something back in December, I truly believe spiritually speaking, it opened some things up for America, but not just America itself, but for his church. When he said that we will move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, that broke something. Yes, it broke something in the spiritual realm. The enemy has tried to bind that city up and God says, this city belongs to me. He wrote his name on that city, Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem is coming down, we know. But on this earth, God says, that's my city. It opened up something for America. And the churches, the true churches, not the ones that's manufactured, not the ones that have been apostate, not the lukewarm, but the true church. I'm the true church. Part of the righteous, it opens up, especially for us in America. Thank God we're getting ready to do some leading. Amen. Finally, finally, far too many things the enemy has come along and tried to keep back. But I'm telling you, the enemy's on the run. Mm -hmm. Let me shout, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And the enemy's running away from us. The, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Amen. That's victorious. That's a victorious message just in itself. Yes. But let's get back to scripture. That we're living in some of the greatest times, he says here, because I believe it declared a harvest. 
This verse really means something. The harvest is coming so fast that the sower meets the plowman. You pick it, and all of a sudden, here comes the plowman to sow again. All of a sudden, the sower. All of a sudden, the plowman is coming so fast. That's what God was saying with Amos. The harvest is going to come so much. You plant it, it grows. Now, how can that be? How can that happen? Supernatural harvest. This is not about a man looking at something. This is not about natural because usually it takes a few months when you plant something for it to grow and come up for harvest. God says, I'm going to go past that. I'm going to move into a different realm. Aren't you glad that God knows how to transcend time? Amen. You plant, you reap. Almost at the same time, if not at the same time. How would you like to go out and put some, a garden in? And while you're planting it, you have to pick the harvest. Naturally, that doesn't even sound right. But I'm telling you, spiritually speaking, God is pouring out in such a way. He says, I'm going to change the course. And I'm going to let you know, church, that the things you plant is going to come up immediately. Supernaturally. This year, 2018, we're going to see some things open up that we've never thought we'd ever see ever again. I'm like Brother Larry. I think it's not going to be just a preaching, but it's going to be demonstration and manifestation of God pouring out what he says I'm going to do in this hour. There's a people that is looking for the truth. They're looking for the power. Paul said it's not just a preaching, but it's a power. It's his power people are looking for. It's his power that will set you free. That will get you into place. That's harvest. Yes. Thank God. I can't wait to see now, all these seats so full and overflowing. Amen. Do you believe that, Pastor? Yes. I believe what God says. And God told me to start running. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to shoo away the enemy that's tried to keep back from people entering into what God has. Yes. I believe that man at the end of the road was the father himself. Said, I've got it for you. You need to go now. And when the Holy Spirit told me to run, I said, I'm going. How many's ready to run? See, I truly believe that God wants to accelerate the things that he wants to do in your life. Go to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 35. Let's read some things here, what Jesus said. Amos brought it around in one aspect, but notice what Jesus said. Verse 35, he says, do you, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, say behold. behold. Remember what that word means? When you behold something, you become something. You hold it. Be hold. You be what you hold. Jesus said, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. Now we understand because I'm not going to pull out a context from the word. I understand that he was talking about a harvest of souls. But I believe God is going to combine because some of you have been praying and seeking God. There are souls coming in. There's areas. But you know what? They are looking for the people that has received the harvest that God has given to you. And they say, if God gives it to you, he can give it to me. Aren't you glad he saved you? 
He brought me out of that miry clay. He brought me out of darkness that I might see. He gave me a new life that I'm a new creature in Christ. You know what? Not just for me, for every single one. That's a harvest for me. That's something that God gave me. That's a witness, what God gave. But he says, now I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to let you be a witness of what God is going to do through you. See, it's greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So we become a witness of what not only he's done, we get to speak into lives and hearts and say, thus saith the Lord. Amen. Something I notice here. Jesus was talking with expectancy. He was expecting God to bring about a harvest. How many is expecting God to do something mighty? Yes. Am I the only one that expects God? No. Notice what he said. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Too many times we get our eyes down. We've been going through some areas and things, and we get uh, in the molly grubs, is what the southerners used to say. <laughs> get down in the molly grubs. Get down in that, down in the mouth. It's time to lift up our heads. Yes, our Redeemer lives. Amen. He lives forevermore. <laughs> we need to look up, not look down. We need to look at the harvest, he said. Look around you. The harvest is already. Some of you have been waiting four months for the harvest. I'm telling you, it's ready now. It's ready now. Now is harvest. It's harvest time now. Touch your neighbor says, harvest now. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for the harvest that we're looking at. Look at the harvest. Jesus said, lift up your eyes. Touch your neighbor says, it's time to look up. Glory to God. Glory to God. There was something that Elijah the prophet did with his servant. But also to the political ranks, he done it. In 1 Kings 18, if you'll turn there, we're going to read verse 1, and then we're going to jump down further in the scripture. Leading up to this, Elijah had talked to the children of Israel and to the nation of Israel and said, there's coming a famine. For th over three years, there has been a famine. How many knows there's been a famine in America for the move of God? Yes. Amen. <laughs> you go to church and it seems like it becomes a routine. It seemed like it's just, but you know what? I'm expecting, I'm anticipating that when you come to church, what is God going to do next? Amen. Who's going to be coming next? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be at the doorstep next? God, what's the harvest going to bring next? I'm anticipating God do mighty and wonderful things. Last week, my mom came. Let me just talk just a minute here and give it a little testimony. She's not here this morning. Maybe it felt just a little bit Larry about coming because of the weather, and I understand. But she called me up because after we got through with her meal last week, she was doing this number with her hands and her arms. She's going, it hurts. And so she, before she left, she goes, I need you to pray for my arm. I lay my hands on her, and I says, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for the healing that you're bringing to this arm. God, you're putting it back there, and the pain is going away. <laughs> I get home. I'm sitting around and just relaxing just a little bit. I get a phone call. Oh, mom's calling me. Guess what happened? <laughs> I go, 
Mom, don't talk like that. <laughs> what happened? Says, my pain is gone. <laughs> and I says, thank the Lord. Says, thank you for praying. See, that's a witness. See, God wants us to speak the word into lives and hearts to believe that God will bring forth what he said he would. He took the stripes that I might be healed, but he wants us to speak it into lives and hearts and the enemy is trying to keep us back. But I'm here to tell you today, the gates of hell are not going to prevail. We're going to speak the word. It was like she was surprised and I says, why are you surprised? She goes, God took it away. It's okay. I said, yes, we serve an almighty God. Harvest now. Harvest now. I'm reaping what has already been sowed. And now the sowing is going on. I'm reaping again. Supernaturally. I got to get to my scripture. Mm, praise God. I couldn't wait. I know she wanted to tell you, but she wasn't, she's not here. So I took her glory. <laughs> If she tells it again, you'll get to say, yes, thank you, Lord. But in verse one, it says this, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. Said rain's coming. Go down to verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound, a sound. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says there was a sound heard, a sound that penetrated the supernatural into the natural, where that, that God was blowing. God was bringing in some things, that substance that God was talking about, that abundance that God was talking about. He says, I'm going to pour it out. It was like the latter rain coming in there. But God says, I'm going to pour it out, not just in one spot, but in those areas where people have been seeking me. I'm opening up the areas where the righteous are going to be blessed and the sinners coming in. Oh, thank you, Father. Some of you have got some sinner friends, sinner family, maybe children that turn out. I'm telling you, God's getting ready to bring them home. I'm declaring it. It used to be I couldn't even talk to my older son. He got hurt in church. Some things happened. But anymore, I say, son, I'm praying for you. And the last time I told him, he says, keep it up, Dad. You don't think that didn't mean something to me before I didn't want to hear about it. But I truly believe the harvest is right here with us right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Some of you have been praying for your kids and your family. Don't give up. Harvest is here. But he goes, oh, I hear the sound of abundance rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now and look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. How many knows that sometimes we just need to act on what God says? Amen. You may not see it right at first, but you believe God what he says. Amen. Some of you have given up. 
almost. But there's just something, just a little bit that you've been hanging on. I'm here to tell you there's a sound of abundance that's coming from the heavenlies, that's being poured out upon his church, and the world's going to take notice. The political ranks is going to say, what's going on with that church? Can you imagine if the mayor would stop by on Sunday morning at New Creation Fellowship? He says, something has been going on in this place. What is happening? We can say, it's God. His presence has arrived. The abundance of God is coming down. Thank God he's doing it, church. Harvest now. Not just tomorrow, but now. I'm believing it. That is happening right at this time, in this moment. You know what he was speaking of? Immediate. Something that's going to happen immediately. Some of you are going to walk in to an area and you've been waiting and looking and looking and waiting. And all of a sudden you've been going back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, hey, I seen a, a cloud. It, it was the size of a man's hand. That ain't very big. You know what Elijah did? He got up. And you know what? The Lord says, Run. Run. He got up and he told Ahab, it's coming. He says, I got to run before, so I can beat it. <laughs> I got to run so I can get to the other place. I need to go. He started running. And the Bible says he outran the horses. Outran the chariot of Ahab. Supernaturally, God put something in him that physically he could outrun those horses. There's some things that God's going to do supernaturally that naturally you're thinking, I ain't no way I can do this, but I'm here to tell you, God's turning things around. Yeah. You've got to anticipate, expect what God said he's going to do. Amen. One day, some of you have people that you've been praying about and you wake up, what time is church? Maybe it's the day before. What time is church? I want to go with you. And all of a sudden, they come to the altar and give their lives to the Lord. Something else I noticed from the scripture, the prophet heard. The prophet heard. How many has been hearing the word of God? How does faith come? Faith doesn't come by sight. Faith comes by hearing. I hear what God is saying. In these last days, in this hour we're living, harvest is now. Amen. People are being set free from prisons. People are being let go in areas. We're having a prison break. Amen. The enemy don't know what to do. How do I round them up? Forget it. They're the, God, the children of God. They're on the move. God's doing some things. He told his servant to look up. Harvest is now. You know what I see? Eyes wide open. All of a sudden opened. There was another prophet, Elisha, who prayed for his servant because they were surrounded by the enemy. The prophet wasn't afraid. The prophet didn't look around at the army that had came to him. But the servant wasn't looking the same way that the prophet was looking. There's a lot of people having to look and see what God is really saying and what he's wanting to do. They're only look at the natural. Well, I don't feel good. Or I, I don't have this. Or I don't have that. And they're just looking at the natural. I like what Elisha did. He prayed to the Lord, says, open his eyes. Amen. In other words, he was saying, eyes wide open. We sing a song around here. Many of you know it. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Didn't say naturally. But open the eyes of my heart. I want to 
see you. I want to see you. You know what happened when that eyes opened to the servants of Elisha? He looked around so surprised because he looked around and he says, there's more for us than they are against the, that has come against us. There's chariots of fire on the hills. There's those angels with swords drawn. If you could see what God is saying, says you need to look up. See, the servant couldn't see in the natural. Quit looking at the natural and seeing what God is going to do in the spiritual realm. It will overflow in the natural. That's what it's called supernatural. Open my eyes, Lord. You know what he was saying? See the salvation of the Lord. See the salvation of God. See what God has. I want to tell this because this is a prophetic harvest time. This is not something that is natural, but is a prophetic time. It's time we shake ourselves. We're going to be coming in into a new season, a new era that God is going to open a door and it's going to be so quick. If you don't watch it, you'll miss it. Now's not time to miss it. Now's the time to dive in. See what God has. But see, this tells me that in this time, God's not limited by time or space. Jesus entered into the disciples after he raised from the dead and he didn't need to worry about walls. He walked right through them. He wasn't uh, constrained by uh, those things we call natural. He said, if you'll speak to the mountain, if you have a seed of faith as just a grain of mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain. Some of you have mountains. You need to start speaking who your God is to the mountain. My God is one that made you and my God can tear you down. We need to start speaking to our mountains that away. See, Jesus was not bound by time or space. There was a boy that came and there was a bunch of people that needed to be fed. They had followed Jesus for three days, wanting to hear, but they hadn't eaten. Thousands of them have followed him. And all of a sudden, this little boy, because he told his disciples, he says, have him sit. And all of a sudden, this little boy brought, brings his lunch. Two fish, five loaves. You're thinking, that's not very much. You can analyze it and do everything. That's still not much. But with God, little is much. Amen. And what happened? We see God doing something mightily with those two fish and five loaves. See, God was not constrained. It was a harvest time now. He didn't have to go fishing to get the fish. He didn't have to wait to, to harvest all the wheat and make the loaves. It was supernaturally made into what God needed to do for the time and season for that crowd that was there. They were fed with just those few things that God took from him. Aren't you glad? You know what he did? He wasn't waiting, but he multiplied it. That wasn't just addition. That was multiplication. Times it more than what that one times the thousands. You say, pastor, it's just me. You know what? God can take you. He still needs that one voice. He still needs you to be what he says to be. And you do what he says and watch what he'll do. Supernaturally, your harvest will come in. Yes. Harvest now. I truly believe that some of your bills are going to be paid supernaturally. Yes. 
I'm believing God to pay my house off. I told Martha, I says, if that's going to be taking place here pretty soon, get ready. I'm leaving work. I've been looking forward to that for a long time. <laughs> Supernaturally, God will do that. See, Zimmer Biomite is not my source. It's not even my resource, but my God is. He knows how to move and orchestrate. He knows how to give over what needs to take place. Thank God he knows how to do that. Let me ask you a question. They were in quandary for three days. They were waiting three days. How long have you been waiting? How long have you been praying? How long have you been seeing? I serve a God that knows how to multiply the things that seems to be impossible and make it possible. See, nothing with, there's nothing impossible with God. Yeah. <coughs> harvest now. This harvest, this miracle was unexplained and it was sudden. You couldn't explain it because it was a teaching moment to teach the disciples I want to teach you what's going to take place. If you will believe, all things are possible. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hope and evidence, one-two punch. Allow God to speak through you, to speak into your situation, and watch what God will do. He'll turn things around. Amos declares something as we read, because I like what he said. He said that, Time will overtake. It's time to overtake some things that God says. The harvest, he says, you will overtake. Let me read it. You're looking at me kind of puzzled here, but let me read it for you. And get it out so you can understand what the Bible says. It says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake. What do you do when you overtake? You, 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 what do you do, Brother Nathan? You run them over, man. God's going to run things over. He says, I'm going to run it over and show you what's going on. Your cup is going to run over. My cup runneth over because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. And even in front of my enemies, he's going to anoint my head with oil. And even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil because the Lord goes before me. He sent back his spirit that is leading us and guiding us. And now we can be witnesses. Look what the Lord is doing, not has done, is doing. That's a witness. Look what the Lord is doing. That's now, harvest now. He's going to overtake Thank God for that. I feel this in my spirit. Are you ready for your seed to come to pass? The harvest that you've been planting. Some of you have have seeds of prayer. Some of you have been having seeds of confession. Some of you had seeds of believing. Some even seeds of giving. Get ready. Your harvest is right before you. Supernaturally, God may put a check in the mail and pay your house off. It's time you move different direction. Thank God. One thing Jesus did, he expected God to do what he said. We say, Pastor, he was the son of God. But he showed us because he kept saying, how long should I be with you? 
how much longer do I have to be around you to show you that if you will step into the place I'm calling you to. If you will believe, the harvest can be for you. You've been planting seeds long enough. Sometimes it's seed over seed. You've been planting the same seed over and over and over again. God says, it's time for a harvest. And once you get that plucked, here comes the other seed. Once you get that picked, it's another seed coming up. Get ready, church. That's what God is going to do in these last days. Because others are looking for the answer. They want the real thing, not the phony baloney that we've seen around for so long. Not phony Kentucky round steak. I like, I like baloney, don't get me wrong. I got not, let my southern roots come out. But the tomato and onion, oh, yes, it's good. God wants to give you. You know what he told the children of Israel? I'm going to take you to a land, a land of promise. It's going to be milk and honey. But it was more than just milk and honey. There were houses that they didn't even have to build. There were vineyards they didn't even have to plant. There were animals already in the stalls that was just waiting for them to step in and believe what God says. The first bunch didn't go in. The second bunch did. And can you imagine entering in a house? I don't have to build this. I didn't have to really work. I just have to step in and believe God. And God fought for them because he told Joshua, he says, the Lord showed up on him, the Lord of the Sabbath, which means the Lord of the armies. He says, I've already given you to you. Step in and reclaim it. But the enemy wants you not to enter in and receive what God has. That's the reason why when God told me in that dream, he said, I want you to run. The enemy will run too, and he does. When you believe what God says and believe what says, harvest is now. I don't believe that. See, God is preparing us all this year, preparing us to receive. But if we're bound up, if we're in prison, if we're in a place we can't receive, then you cannot be where God wants you to be. Harvest is now. God is preparing this bunch because when they come in, they're going to see a bunch of people that's going to receive the harvest and they're going to say, wait a minute, look what the Lord is doing. Not just has done. He took those stripes for my healings. When? Now. He wants to supply my need according to his riches and glory. Now. That's where faith enters in. See, this harvest is a harvest of provision. Your seeds have already been planted. But it's a time for this. I truly believe hope is not deferred any longer. Let me end here in this regard with some examples of Jesus. Because right on the spot when Jesus entered in to many situations, results happened. People were raised from the dead. Blinded eyes were open. Lame was walking. Leprosy was healed. Walking on water. On and on and on again. We see God doing some things. But what do we see from this on the spot Jesus? Because when he enter in, the one... He moved with the Father because the Father moved with the Son. Let me say that again. He moved with the Father and the Father moved with the Son. How many knows we're children of God? 
God doesn't look at you in a, in a way that you're out of norm. No, God says, I want to flow through you. God wants to bring it to you and flow it through you. As many as received him gave you power. Yes. Thank you, brother. That's perfect. Gave us power. But what did Jesus do? He expected. When he walked up to the Lazarus tomb, did he say, oh, I hope God will do this? No. What do you do? Father, I thank you. You've already heard me. Thank you for what you're about to do. Thank you that you're going to raise Lazarus up. You're going to show these folks. Because others around him, even the sisters, even the family, he stinketh by now. But Jesus expected. He was anticipating. He believed the father could raise him up. And what did he do? He walked up to the grave, rolled back the stone. He was operating out of believing what God said. Some of you have said, well, if God would do this, if God, take the if out. God will do. God will operate. That's where faith comes in. That's where believing comes in. Don't listen to what the doctor said, but trust in the almighty doctor. Amen. Don't listen to what the banker says, but trust in the one that owns it all. Amen. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Jesus expected, and what happened? He stepped up to the tomb. Lazarus, come forth. I believe if he had just said, come forth, <laughs> the graves would have burst open because <laughs> God was that away. You know what Jesus did? He released. He spoke the word. How many knows he gave us his word? Yeah. He gave us his word. It's time we stir it up inside of us. Right. It's time we release what God's given to us. I like what uh, Jesus did. He told Peter. Because God is a God, knows how to get things run. He says, I want you to go. And Peter left. See, he says, I want you to do what you used to do, fishing in the natural. But there's one fish I want you to pull out. The first one you get out. I want you to reach in and take what's in his mouth. Now, what if Peter had gone? What if Peter had said, no, says, I don't want to fish like that anymore. But Jesus says, now, when you receive that coin, that money, you go pay your taxes and pay mine also. How many knows God knows how to provide? Yes. God knows how to get it. It's not in your job. But many a times I've had to move and lose money on certain things, but my God was my supplier. My God gave me what I needed at the time. Sometimes it's hurtful because you're thinking, what did I do? But God's got something better. Can I hear an amen? amen? You know what he did? He provided. After he went fishing, the provision was there. He trusted. Jesus trusted. He anticipated, expected. He released. And God provided. Go to Psalms 102. 102, as we come to conclusion here. If I can conclude, this might be my first, second, or third one. I don't know. Verse 13 of 102 Psalms. It says this in scripture. So you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her 
Yes, the set time has come. I truly believe, yes, God was talking about Israel. I understand that. But I believe God has given us a set time to favor his church. We're walking in favor, church. Some of you ain't got it. You need to wake up. Touch your neighbor says, wake up. Look up. He's here. Favor is here. And I truly believe God is giving us that time of favor that we can operate the way God has called us to do. The harvest is a harvest of favor from the Lord. Amen. Amen. I truly believe God has dispatched angels from heaven. Because he's dispatched them so that they will be the laborers in the harvest for you. Get angels. We're surrounded. We get, the Bible says that we have an angel that walks with us. But I believe God's dispatching angels that they will go into the fields and bring the harvest to you. Supernaturally. Now, what is my job? Believe. Trust, fully persuaded. That believe word means fully persuaded. I'm fully persuaded that God will do what he said he would do. That's what faith comes in. I'm fully persuaded that God is going to turn situations around, that God is going to release. God is going to give favor. God is going to give a harvest now. Amen. Touch your neighbor again and said harvest now. I've already seen it. Last Sunday, get a phone call from my mom. This is unusual for a mom. My mom just says, well, I... See, she comes in sometimes and you pray for her and she'll leave and says, I need to go to the doctor. Can you believe what we just did? She gets home. Before she gets home, she said the pain was gone. I says, because God done it. God uh, miraculously come in, healed, and put everything in line where your pains were, the tendons, the nerve endings, the muscles, everything that's there, the bone structure, and lined it all up and healed. Amen. Can he do it today? Yes. I've seen God extend legs. We've seen it here where that people says, I've got it in my back. I've got pain there. We sit him down. We pray for him. You see the legs are different in length. And all of a sudden God starts moving and they said, the pain's gone. God knows how to do it. Amen. You don't need the chiropractor. You don't need anything else. You need God. Amen. Thank God. Harvest is here. Yes. Get ready, church. And when he pours it out, just thank him. But don't stop there because other harvest is coming. Another one's coming. Just get ready. You better have a big basket. Get you some more. Maybe you need a truck. Maybe you need a semi. (laughs) And if you get too much, just call your brother or sister. Say, hey, bring your semi. We've got a harvest happening right now. Because God's going to use his time to show who he is.